You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack Podcast here for MacMePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Uh... Wow, my, my mind just went totally blank, which I think just about sums up getting ready for the show here, uh, recording early on a, on a Tuesday, peek behind the curtain as we record this, though I believe we'll still air it on uh, Thursday morning. I'm Zach Rapport, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Follow the show at The Unpack Pod on Twitter uh, or X, I don't know, we'll make up our mind one of these days, and Instagram, um, and yeah, I'm joined by the usual crew. Uh, out in New York, we've got Nick, we've got Alex. Alex, I, I just gotta I gotta compliment you on your your blazer look here. Uh, <laughs> Nick and I, like if we're in a corporate meeting right now, Nick and I look like we're either on like the engineering team or maybe the creative team, and you're like this at like the marketing sales guy. You're like a face. <laughs> yep, that's that's what I am. Sales baby. Uh, you guys watch the bear when. Uh, uh, Richie's like, I wear suits now. I wear suits. <laughs> that's that's the face of the organization. You're a suit that's guy? just what I'm going to do for the pods now. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I am uh, straight from an event, um, but couldn't uh, wait to talk about this game. Um, so couldn't even bother to throw my normal, you know, stained hoodie on. But you did bother to uh, put the uh, Bucks play-in tournament game on right behind you i see there <laughs> yeah well yeah we can't we can't miss out on the inaugural semifinal game or i guess the the east semifinal game that features the milwaukee bucks our milwaukee bucks and boo alex's new york knicks <laughs> bucks are up yeah bucks are up handily right now in the fourth quarter but wait are you um, a knicks guy I, he's like a fake knicks guy uh, I would say though. I was. I don't know. I was a real Knicks guy, and then I was a fake Knicks guy. Um, there was a period of time that I cared and rooted for the Knicks as hard as I did the Packers in my childhood, and I would say that went until probably middle school. Um, and then, you know, James Dolan, Knicks ownership, terrible, so much badness that I kind of gave up, which. You know, I don't know. Hard to, hard to blame me, I think. Um, Wait, so time, but. my memory's a little fuzzy. We got to explain the Knicks Packers thing. But so you got family connections in, in New York, but they're also. Alex was born friends. in. Alex was born was, on Long Island. I was born in New York, and I literally remember watching the New York Knicks in the finals getting interrupted by the OJ uh, Bronco. <laughs> the Bronco Chase. Chase. You they were, interrupted the NBA finals were, on local so, na- uh, on local network TV I feel like I re- in New York with the Knicks in the playoffs. And I remember that in the basement 
at freaking 10 Alex Lane in Glen Cove, New York. Wow. And it was like one of my earliest memories. And I, uh, yeah, the Knicks are the only team that my family were passionate about because I have like Jets fans, Giants fans. I've got Mets fans, Yankees fans. But in basketball, it was only ever the Knicks. And uh, then I grew up in South Florida where the Knicks and the Heat had an intense rivalry that went to either five or seven games every year in the playoffs. And I loved loved giving my classmates shit uh, for their <laughs> fake little basketball team that was uh -huh. never relevant until recently uh, losing to the Knicks in the final game every year. So that is my Knicks story. And then the Packers, you know, I just, I don't know why I couldn't be bothered with the Jets or the Giants, probably because my family was split. So I just jumped on the Brett Favre train. And uh, I think it's because the first football game I can remember watching was the Packers losing in the Super Bowl. And since then, I have been addicted to pain. Um, <laughs> so here we are. And here we are. Wait, you've buried the lead there. But did you grow up on a street that is your name? <laughs> I was, uh, my family lived in a house that was on a street <laughs> that is my name. That, is um, right. that was not named after that street. But yes, that is a, that is a real thing. That's your. That's not your porn that. star name, <laughs> Alex Lane. That's a good porn star name. <laughs> that's actually a really good one. Yeah, that that is a that is a good porn star name. Yeah, but that's that's not my porn star. name. I can't name, believe you remember your that, the Bronco. Th the Bronco Chase was ninety four, right? So yeah. So you were four. That, I was almost five. I was yeah. Like close that's a, to that's an early memory, yeah. I think. Oh, I yeah. think that's my You're younger. You're younger than me. Yeah, Alex Lane. It's yeah. L A Y I N. Apostrophe Alex Lane <laughs> for the porn star name. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be your first pet is somehow supposed to be in there. My well, we're going to take our liberties here. Well, my first pet one. was Rocky, so that's pretty sick Ooh. for a porn star name too. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. My combo for that would be Buster Booth, which I think is also a pretty good porn name. So <laughs> good. Are you kidding me, dude? You're born for this, dude. That's good. I, I, <laughs> I was grew not up on, born for this. I grew up on fourth. So I was Max the Fourth, I guess. Which is something. Oh, you could have a character, you know, you could be like medieval cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're off to a great uh, well, start. Let's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that game was porn, so I guess in nice little segue. Wasn't it though? Porn for, really was. Packers beating oh. the Chiefs twenty seven to nineteen. And um, I guess we'll just do a hard pivot and, and get into note nugs after this uh, rabble rouser of a Sunday night football game. Um, tweet at us after every game with uh, your notable nuggets. Uh, I'll go first with mine. And mine is um, that I am annoyed that the refs are the topic of conversation after this game. I know. How annoying is that? <laughs> I listen to so many... <sighs> Uh, so many NFL and Packers shows and, and it's, it's always it earlier in the season, it had been tough to listen to some of these national uh, shows because the Packers take up less and less of the time spent on each show until it's like, they're getting like 90 seconds a week and that's tough. And now they're like kind of contending. They're, 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 they're up and coming. They're good again. They're interesting. And this game was like a culmination of, of so many weeks and we're talking about a pass interference call that should or shouldn't have been called on a hail. Give me a break, man. Very upsetting. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. It definitely should have been called, but that's fine. Like the Packers were the better team in that game and they did all the things 
to put themselves in that position. Well, the Chiefs would have still had it. I quibble with you a little bit. To- the pass interference on uh uh on the 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 play with MVS probably sh- definitely should have been called but the Hail Mary pass interference is not oh, a the thing Hail that Mary exists. yes correct yes 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 that was and at least i mean the public discourse after that was well yeah no it that never gets called blah 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 but it's still it was still a talking point which is just annoying it detracted yeah. from what was the packers best they were the, they were the better team game. they were and it was great um, but I mean, if you've got Collinsworth waiting with bated breath at every Patrick Holmes movement, whether it, I mean, whatever, I don't oh, need yeah. it. it. Everybody and talks about all of that. He had it's his fine. marbles in like, his mouth for sure on that one. Any wink or blink or flick of the wrist was a godsend, something that was divine and unbelievable and that booth did not think and i don't care like i don't even we don't even need to talk about it for this long, i mean i'm also annoyed because think. i like chris collinsworth actually and i like patrick mahomes i like both of them <laughs> and to have it yeah. be this just this uh this cocktail together was was really annoying but even there were pundits i was listening to on on monday who were like well like they should have called pass interference on that last play because it wasn't even really a hail mary it was only 30 yards it's like well a hail mary is the last play of the game technically. Uh, and also it would have been a longer pass if not for the bogus roughing call on, uh, Owens on the sideline on Patrick Mahomes. So it's like, it's just the refs did a bad job. I agree. And they were, they, they, I tweeted this out during the game, but they had fallen into this cycle of makeup calls where it was just the last three minutes of the game. They were just going back and forth and it was so obvious and really upsetting because I guess I started my point by saying I'm annoyed that the discourse is about the refs, but also I'm annoyed that the refs themselves ruined the end of what was <laughs> otherwise an awesome performance. Yeah. yeah. It was just nice to come out on the good side. I mean, it eventually on the good side of it. So, yeah. Um, Zach, your point is a good one. The better team won the game. Um, and Packers are no longer in the hunt. Yeah. They're RIP playing, in the baby. hunt. <laughs> yeah yeah for now um i i want to just say that i i can't believe actually that the the broadcast immediately pivoted i think before they could even interview nixon and love but maybe i'm getting that order wrong to like hyper analyzing the hail mary yeah like I, that it's just an embarrassment. Like, I, I mean, it was like they were so upset that it didn't fit into the narrative that the NBC writers had fucking like written for this game, which is just <laughs> really ridiculous and, and, and pathetic. And, you know, like I, I'm not trying to say <laughs> there was a, I was really fired up, right? There's a very highly emotional game. Uh, you know, there was a lot at stake for the Packers and it was kind of a statement game. And at one point, I think I called Patrick Mahomes in one group chat a glorified system quarterback without Tyree Kill. <laughs> and that's, Wait, that's, that's obviously not, yeah, that's obviously not true. <laughs> but at the same time, like he has not been great this year. So to just afford him all of this stuff on the broadcast and never acknowledge the fact that he does turn the ball over this year, that he has no receivers. Yeah. He has Travis Kelsey and absolutely fucking nobody. Like, worse than 
the Packers receiving core, like in the late Rogers era is ridiculous. And to just expect to be bailed out by a call. I don't know. It's just, uh, I just think for the broadcast sake, isn't it an equally compelling narrative that uh, a home team with a, a first time starting, like first year starting quarterback that was uh, uh, were they six six and a half point dogs at home comes up with an eight point win the defending Super Bowl champions like that is interesting to me I mean I'm a Packers fan so I am biased but like I, I don't know yeah I don't know but uh, Mahomes, people find Mahomes interesting and I just think at this point it's kind of like we're past that like, I I don't find the intrigue there it's like I, I the Chiefs might win another Super Bowl that's fine but like I it's he was pretty whiny during that game too, which he's, like, but he's always me, been, he's always looking for calls and that's the annoying part. And he gets them yeah. and he gets the benefit of the doubt because of a lot of things he's done in the past. But mm-hmm. like that's yeah. Anyway, uh, super annoyed by that. Um, <laughs> I love there, when you get fired up. Like well, there this. was a it time really that uh, like there was a time that, um, Collinsworth as a color guy. And, and honestly for a while that I, clamored for Tarico that I thought that that was like the best thing that broadcasting can offer. And I'm not, and maybe it still kind of is, but like, and maybe I'm just living in my Packers bubble and, you know, just being sour about the way that they painted that game. But didn't it, it it also felt like before the end of the game, before there was any referee decision to talk about, (laughs) they were just openly rooting for the chiefs. Like that didn't not feel like that literally. Like it was just like, he would like, I mean, the third and 18 play was outstanding, but I can't think of another great thing that Patrick Mahomes did in that game. And we had to fawn over every single thing. Meanwhile, Jordan Love would like throw the ball away and it'd be like, well, oh, he's doing there. Like that was absolutely yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I can't even, bl- he threw it so poorly that no one could even intercept it. And the next yeah. throw, he f- hangs in the pocket and throws like a pinpoint dime for a touchdown. It was just like, it, it, it was, there was something so off about everything. It was like, they like, we're reluctantly trying to give the Packers any credit, but you know, it's okay. Yeah. We'll take the win. I agree. <laughs> and I'll just, uh, I'll cap my note nug with uh, Steve tweeting his, his note nug. Suck it chiefs. <laughs> yeah. I believe actually last week he tweeted in his note nug, which was suck it lions. <laughs> so keep that, keep That's that going. Steve. Keep it on brand, Steve. We like that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Right. Schedule the tweet for uh, midnight <laughs> on on Monday, or I guess technically Tuesday morning. Second Ooh, Giants, yeah. where Alex Patakis and I will be in attendance. Oh, we're going to the game. Yeah, nice. we figured we got to go, especially at this point. We're going to a game. We're yeah. going to a game. Do you guys have we're good gonna, or uh, bad luck at Packers games? Is this going to be the Tommy DeVito breakout game because you're in attendance? No. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, the last... Hmm. I feel like I don't think I should say this right now because um, I don't want to jinx it. But my luck has been notoriously pretty good. What I've got a I, this is actually a crazy stat. So I covered when I, when I was quote unquote on the beat covering like most of the home games. I never in the press box never witnessed a Packers loss. What? Yeah, truthfully, and that was. The 20, you know, 13, 14, 15 sort of era. And they were just winning a lot of home games then. There were some close ones. I was at the uh, Des didn't catch it game. I was at some some near misses, but I don't think 
I ever saw a Packers. Now as a fan, I've seen some losses. I was at Brett Favre's last game. I was at some others um, that escaped me now. But I think the last one I went to here at MetLife was it was a snowy game. And oh, you were at 2019, December 2019. Aaron, uh, I think where Shady's Lewis caught a touchdown. There was definitely like a yeah. I think there was a Rogers to Lewis uh, Big Dog take your twenty five cents to a Big Dog touchdown in that game. I think the Packers won fairly comfortably. Yeah, it was a snowy December day, which we might get again. Um, So I think our I I I hope it's not bad omen, but I like our chances. Yeah, I mean, look. Tommy's a good kid, you know. I, I, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Cutlets, <laughs> you're doing good for yourself. But it's time for the big boys to play, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. All right, who's, who's got a who's got a nugget coming out of this game? Nick, give me something. Okay, okay, Alex, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, Alex, no, 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 no. He's uh, he's chomping at the bit. I want chomp, I want to hear what you have. I'm so fired. He's up. crawling oh, out of his suit oh. jacket here. <laughs> You know, I'm so happy. You look that, like you. Uh, you look like you're working for Devito, kind of, or Devito's working for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, Alex is the muscle. He's working for me. <laughs> um, gonna break a few kneecaps. Look, <laughs> I just want to say, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I uh, what I feel like I underrated until this week. Um, maybe because I also, for some reason, had a chip on my shoulder, which may have, may or may not have been like, you know, heightened by, uh, my wife having interest in the Kelsey's and Taylor. Like, I, I feel like I run into this game with a lot of anger (laughs) and I just wanted to, to, to note in my note nug that I really appreciate the anger that one Kashawn Nixon brings to the game as well, because I do think that losing Jair Alexander while also losing a very, very exceptional cornerback, uh, you lose a little bit of like nastiness yeah, and swagger. And but, I, the, but Allen, one of the Allentons brought it right back. Yeah. It's so cool. The Allentines bring that and Nixon really brings that. Like he is an irritant. He's a yeah. fucking pest. Yeah. And I, want to say that my note note is that I really appreciate that about him. And I also appreciate that he's also a very good player. And I feel like even if he can't be a good corner, he's a good return guy. Or even if he's not really running kicks back, like he's making plays as a slot corner, like he just always has a use, whether on the field or in the locker room or as a person that you want to interview in the media, because he is, he's a tone setter. And I think that that's really cool because last year, he was someone who rescued a unit that was so, so, so terrible. And now I feel like a year later, he's kind of a core character in the 2023-24 Packers team. Like, um, you can't really write the story of this team without him. And that interception is a huge part of that. But also some of the stuff he's been saying and some of the stuff he's been doing is a part of that. Like, dude, I... Pacheco like runs angry. He doesn't seem like a volatile guy. Like he got him tossed just by shit housing. Like that was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's 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 really really cool. Yeah. Um, the interception then, uh, also was so was great. Nice. Yeah, and apparently and to call it was that like a film study thing too. 
Yeah, to call out afterwards that he basically like, oh yeah, we saw that anytime. Which is so fucking cool. Taps his leg or whatever. To, like, to do on the two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes to be like, yeah, we knew he was going to do that. So I just made a fucking baller over the shoulder interception. Yeah. 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 I agree. That was so fun. Um, He's cool. And put some, and I love how he capes and the rest of the team capes for our guy, 12, or not our guy, 12. That's almost, a, that's almost a jar. our guy, 10. I'm calling that a jar. I've just got, <laughs> I've got, fine, fair enough. I've got Lil Wayne's lyrics. His bar stuck in my head, turning the page from 12 to 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no we one got, gets you fired up got, after. Uh, uh, we got Lil Wayne. Like Lil we got uh, Kevin from The Office. We got, I learned this weekend, uh, Monk. Uh, Tony, Tony Shalhoub, baby. <laughs> it's from Green Bay, apparently. I did not know that. Some respect on Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Dude, also, Wings. like, <laughs> how calculated was NBC in the pregame showing Simone Biles instead of Taylor Swift? Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty sick. Um, yeah, a lot of star power in Green Bay for a Sunday night affair for a nasty showdown. Yep. <laughs> All right, Nick, um, yes. give, me a, give me a nugget. I think... <laughs> I. My nugget in in true Nick fashion is uh, about my um, kind of erratic thoughts and emotions and behavior during the game and the subsequent moments after the game. So, yes, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I've gone through like four different emotional like positions where I'm trying to decide how I want to think about the remainder of this season. Yeah. And there's the side of me that is still like, wow, um, we're in this position, but the team is now in this sort of house money spot where as long as they're progressing, which we've seen them do over the last handful of weeks in like stark and incredible fashion to be like, all right. So as long as we're seeing that we can, solidify that Jordan Love is not only the guy through the rest of this year and next year, but looks like the guy that this team needs to 100% build around. So I'm like, all right, good. Like, check. And then I go into, well, what am I, why, why are we limiting our expectations this year in, in an NFC that the Eagles look I mean, we were talking about this earlier in the week. I thought the Eagles were the best team in the NFC. They've got some vulnerabilities. Yeah. The Niners look great, but they're <laughs> sc- scrappy little seven seed, scrappy six seed. Why can't they make a push here? I don't want to. I don't want to just. I guess what I'm saying is I'm going to be an emotion, an emotional wreck the rest of the season, and I can't help but root for them wholeheartedly and think they might have a chance at making a bit of a push. I know we'll get our hearts broken, but to, <laughs> to yeah. do, to do this with such a young team with such a small amount of money to spend, like it just, it's fun. And the, and the rest of the the season, they could, they could legitimately not even like if everything goes right, they could legitimately be 11 and six. 
Do you think, and I, I agree with you, do you think that um, you could get your head around sort of coexisting in the space where it's it's house money, so we feel good about that, and maybe they're making a push, and I'll just enjoy the ride. Can they make the push and you root for the team, but like you don't get your undies in a bunch if yeah. you know they get blown out by yeah. the Niners or something in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, yeah Zach, awesome question. Great question. I'm glad you asked it. The answer is no. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I don't know how. I want to try to. I appreciate no. that you are bringing your authentic self here and that you're not yeah. trying to cover your warts. You're just like, this is who I am. <laughs> Dude, we, we got Alex and I watched the game together and we got so fired up because we were in, in a group chat with some friends out here who are Niners fans and they're riding high right now. Um, and we're talking some smack in a group chat after that Niners win and a, a, in a trolling fashion tried to um, talk about how much the Packers were going to lose by. And it just fired us up so much that I don't think I can compartmentalize it in a way that is healthy. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Uh, what do I think? I think that there's no, I, I think that we'll be playing in January. I think there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to just enjoy it and say, Oh, great season. Like when it comes down to it in a playoff game, um, to be yeah. clear, I feel and, like I'm talking a big game right now, but I might feel the exact same way once it's, you know, go time. I feel like I can talk myself into this being a very easy year to be a mediocre team that can make like a serious run. Like there's, there's four teams in the conference over 500 right now. Yeah. Um, and one of those is the Lions who the Packers absolutely dismantled. You know what I mean? Like, um, otherwise, like, I, what are you looking at? I mean, you're looking at the Eagles who just got crushed by the Niners who are, are, are going to, you know, they would be major favorites against the Packers. The Cowboys who like, I don't know. I mean, they're pretty good. Like, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's good, a good, good year. I mean, the Packers are... I don't know. I, I mean, the Lions are better than them, but like, I guess I would say that like, there's only really two division winners, and that's the Eagles and the 49ers that I would say would I would, you know, go into a game with no hope or expectation. Yeah. In my heart of yeah, in my heart of hearts, I know like, that. Yeah. Let's say the Packers don't. They don't go five and zero the rest of the way. But let's say they go three and two or four and one. Like. There, there is a chance that they are getting matched up. Well, no, I guess they would have to probably go four and one, um, maybe not three and two. That they could get matched up with like a division winning like Falcons team or Buccaneers team, you know. And all of a sudden, you're looking at like a wild card weekend that you're like kind of go into expecting a win, you know. Especially given the fact that you would, you know, in that scenario, you would have gone into the playoffs on a little bit of a heater, you know. So, um. I don't know. Like I'm, it's amazing how quickly things change. Like I'm so happy to be wrong. I was so down on this team. I was so out on Christian Watson. who got two touchdowns this week against the best, his, one of the best, one of the best pass defenses in the NFL, and, and tweaked his hammy again, trying to throttle down. Yeah, yeah. When 
when when everyone listens to this, um, which we do not know right now, we'll have a better idea of the status of Christian Watson. But I don't know. I, I was confused because it looked like he was in the most pain anyone's ever been in. And then he was like up on the sideline, dapping people up. So I, I don't know if he's I don't I, we're not going to question his uh, his toughness yeah. at this point. I just don't know how serious the injury is. It's just that same lingering hamstring yeah so and just don't just don't play him against the giant there's just not probably, really a yeah need. right you, you don't need to yeah if anything the biggest impact is going to be on what the dontavian wicks over will become let's go baby which uh <laughs> instead of being 20 or 19 and a half or whatever it's been for most of the season which has been the lock of all locks it could be and hear me out 29 and a half oh <laughs> which is stealing money at this point. I don't um, think it's even going to be that high. My guess is 20, 24 and a half. Yeah. If Watson isn't in, that's crazy. I mean, more on that, that later. Yeah. yeah. More on that later when we hit the corner. Yep. Speaking of that, we are going to throw it to break and when we come back. We'll uh, read some poetry and uh, step out on the corner. All right, we are back. We have peed. The Bucks have won. And uh, <laughs> with that, we are going to step uh, behind the beaded curtain and read some poetry. Don't even really need the therapeutic moment this week. I just feel so good right now. I feel it, yeah. All right. In the past... Waiting, learning, growing, maturing. Now, straight to the wolves. Oh, yeah. Um, I forget what show I was listening to, but they were talking about, um, and it, it really struck me. They were talking about the, the change some point in the last 10, 15 years of Teams don't let quarterbacks sit anymore when they draft them, sit behind a starter and learn and grow and mature and figure their shit out at the NFL level. Most of the time now, you're just straight to the wolves. You're expected to start. And I don't know. I'm just really, really grateful that the Packers have this system, this philosophy in place. And you know, we, the Jets are in the news because they just got rid of Tim Boyle and they're bringing in Brett Rippon, I think, oh, slash God, trying to convince really? Zach Wilson to start again. And yeah, whether that whether that report's true or not, the yeah. fact that um, <laughs> the fact that they're in this predicament at all is just make him your third stringer. Then you're like, oh, okay, actually, come back and start for us. Um, Bryce Young, Justin Fields, like all these players who like have to NFL level talent where you just feel like if they just had a better support system around them and had a couple years to just hang out and watch the game and ask questions of the professionals who are ahead of them, uh, in the, in the lineup, um, that it might go a little differently for them. And yeah, I just like, it's it, the, the Packers, do it differently. And I know like it's, it's been fun to gloat a little bit like, Oh, the Packers have done it again. And the, everyone else in the, in the North must be just like crap in their pants. They're so angry. Um, but 
I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just it just makes sense to me the the way that they've done it. I'm not saying that Jordan Love's gonna be a Hall of Famer, but like I think you've got another franchise guy. And part of it is because you scouted the talent and you went for the guy that you thought could do the job. But a lot of it too was just getting a guy when you still had a guy so that you could coach a player up for a couple years because they don't, especially with these new CBAs, man, like they don't get a lot of practice. They don't get uh, as much classroom time. Like all that stuff is so severely limited and you don't know till you, till you start playing. And so I don't know. I just, um, I'm grateful for the way the Packers have, have done it. And we, uh, we have been rewarded. We as fans have been blessed really with a, seems like an, another so, at least solid quarterback <laughs> i mean seeing that seeing that practice play off or play out in the well play playoffs are on my mind clearly seeing it play out the way that it has throughout the course of the season yeah he, he took his lumps and we were asking the question five six weeks ago are do we know he's the guy we weren't we were never out on him we were like we have to watch this develop and it just does really seem like the best system and no one looks back on Rogers legacy. Like, wow, if only he would have started those, like one of those first three seasons, like he's still one of the best who have ever done it. And people forget how bad Peyton, Peyton Manning is one that like, he was so bad in that first year and it ended up and it ended up working out. But for a lot of these guys, they are so shocked into bad decision-making, bad mechanics, bad coat, like whatever it is. And they can't really recover from that. We've, we've kind of harped on it earlier this season. It just, I agree with you. It really does seem to make sense. And maybe it is, they've just got lucky a few times over, but I don't know. Mahomes sat for that year behind Alex Smith and everybody kind of knew he was the next guy in line and everybody said when he was running the scout teams like he was so impressive but you have to and he he's probably even on record saying how much he learned from alex smith in that first year yeah i think it i think it's invaluable it is and yeah i i i i concur (laughs) alex is like i can tell you're gonna add something you're just reflecting in your beer (laughs) <laughs> reflecting in my beer um <laughs> sorry it's fine, i it's thought fine. you were gonna try to swiftly move on i mean i would love to just talk about how fortunate we are to have uh what seems like another very competent quarterback i mean i also wonder how much of that has to do with like the you know a little bit of the point that they have to pr- like you know you, you come into it with the same chip on your shoulder you would as if you were a rookie, but without having to endure so much bad football where your bad habits develop, you know, like it's, it is really the best case scenario. And I cannot believe that, um, more organizations haven't done this. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I a lot of them haven't though been in the position to be able to, quote unquote groom someone yeah but the packers like the packers didn't do it it's not like they like had like take took jordan love with like a top five pick like i I don't know like you would think like for instance the new england patriots you would think in all of this time with tom brady that they had would have somebody 
ready to come in and they just like didn't, you know? Yeah. And like, is it just that like we're just lucky and that maybe Mac Jones could have been another great player and he's just not that. And, you know, and the Bailey Zappi could be a, you know, not that they like really invested him to the level that, you know, the Packers have invested in Jordan Love, whatever. But I, I just mean like, I, I don't know. At some point, like third time is not necessarily just luck. You know, it's clearly like a, 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 a thing that it's, it's, it's a real thing. Like, yeah. you know, like this guy There's has philosophy behind free. it. He's been playing pressure free or gr- growing in the NFL with no pressure whatsoever for years. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just so it's it's amazing. It's amazing to think about what we thought about him yeah. a handful of weeks ago to what we think about him now. And it's yeah. amazing to look at the numbers and compare them to Rodgers' early years. Although I feel like I was way more convinced with Rodgers early on. But Jordan yeah. Love has been better. <laughs> like he's he's actually just been better um to this stage in his career compared to Aaron Rodgers in his first season starting. So um, You're always going to run the risk trying to draw those parallels. Yeah, it's hard. But but I will say, like, um, I am a little embarrassed on how quick we for for being people who were like, you can't really judge. You know, I feel like we were very reasonable about like when you can j- make judgment on Jordan Love, and I feel like we were like sitting here being like, but you can't really judge like how he's going to be yet while also judging how yeah. poor he was. Yeah. at a certain point i mean know? it's so like I'm it's a- easy to be that way on a wednesday night and then you're watching on <laughs> saturday and you're like yeah. oh god damn it <laughs> i'm a little ashamed of that like i did I, I think we got caught up like i think we i i think we got really caught up but um you know i part of me also likes to think about it in a positive way and that that's how much he's reinvigorated my hope for this team yep. and that i do care enough to want to possibly fire Matt LaFleur. <laughs> <laughs> How absurd does that feel right now? Dude, I was ready to execute Jonathan Owens a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. But I mean, and yeah, I mean, you know, the, the play we all were thinking about was inexcusable, but also he's been pretty good since. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's, I, the thing, things have come into, into place in a, in a crazy way that I can't quite wrap my head around. Yeah. Anyway, but let's write it. So, in an alternate universe, if we would have naturally transitioned into my haiku, uh, you wanted in, something in, from me. I was, in, I was in, allowing that transition insta- instead of like, well, I, that's thought I'd give you the opportunity. But in, in that universe, sorry, Alex, that's that's on me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served unexpectedly, but mostly with love. The Jordan Love revenge game. Yeah, not that there was that much staked on that, but I don't you love the chip on your shoulder kind of like, I don't I know it's it's talking piece yeah i had that game circled for a while but that meant that had to mean so much to him to exact that revenge in that way and just look like a totally different player what i love is that he um he has not been 
uh, very open or or interesting really on on the microphone. Um, which not to say that I haven't enjoyed getting to know a new uh, new quarterback, but um, he's been pretty reserved. Um, but when asked after this game about that, he said, "Oh yeah, I had this game circled. I I knew I was going to blow that performance out of the water. I felt." like crap after that game and i knew i was going to kick ass in this game and i was like fuck yeah that's what i want to hear yeah yeah that's that's an edge that you love to see in your quarterback your leader that was cool and looked like awesome on almost every single throw yeah through some through some dimes made some wild like that throw I don't think I've seen something as impressive as that throw to Romeo Dobbs on fourth down with Chris Jones bearing down on him. Dropped it in a bucket. It was, I can't like, I watched it a couple of times and I'm like, (laughs) at at first I'm like, all right, well, Dobbs made an awesome um, adjustment on that. I'm like, no, it was just, it was just exactly where it needed to be. Maybe, maybe there's some luck that plays into that, but it was, it was trusting where, basically where the defense was playing where wide receivers were taking certain defenders out of that coverage and just knowing exactly where the ball needed to be. That is a very skillful and a very like heady play. So that was, I, the the growth over the last handful of weeks has been great. And obviously like nobody expected him to do anything in the chiefs COVID toe game. Um, but it was re- it was really bad to the point where we're like, oh man, like I hope that the I hope the talent and everything is there because I mean he he was he was put in a losing position, so for him to rebound and and do what he did in that game, I thought was really cool. Well, also like I mean, you say it was bad, and my that is my memory of it too. But then looking back on it, and he and Mahomes had like very similar stat lines in that game it was just like a crappy offense game yeah that that's that is very much the case too and i i only remember watching that game from my um (laughs) from from my my saddened uh perspective of oh man rogers lied to um an entire nation and now the packers are gonna lose an, a game this season when they're vying for the one seed and like it, it, it's all colored with just sadness so i don't i don't i probably i haven't gone back and like really you know watch every throw from that game i just don't remember it being very good all i care about now is how great he was in this one and how great he's been the last couple of weeks yeah it's really been, really quickly though normal. i'm just gonna ding us uh, like three times because in the last 10 minutes, I feel like we've said <laughs> Roger's name and that'll I, be a fourth. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, We're filling that joke. And, quick uh, this season. Go ahead and dig me now because uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, just to add to that, to the point of him being his interviews being somewhat uninteresting, let's enjoy that now <laughs> before, before. 12 years from now and maybe one Super Bowl or two Super Bowls from now, he's lecturing us on chemtrails or something like that. Like, let's, let's just enjoy the sanity. No while question we, about uh, it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Let's enjoy it while we can. Sometimes uninteresting or private is nice. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a time we didn't really know much about Aaron Rodgers. Other than that, he knew a lot about football. 
Um, <laughs> turns out the more we learned about what he knows, <laughs> the worse it got. So uh, anyway, that's that's my point. Um, All right. You want to uh, punctuate that with a poem or? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Beaded curtain me. Hit me. Not just for Lexus. December to remember for AJ Dillon. <laughs> the December to remember sales event, baby. Chuck Lexus back in the front of your brain at all times. The December to remember sales event. Um, no, but who really buys their significant other cars on Christmas? I mean, I looked on. this up recently because I was talking to a coworker about it. You can get those big, like the ribbons that they put on the on the Lexus. You can get them on Amazon. They're not that expensive. Okay, <laughs> the ribbons. Yeah. What about the car? Oh no, yeah, yeah no like one's it. buying a Lexus. Give me a break. <laughs> um, uh, no. So, uh, you know, I will say another player who has eaten a lot of crap all year. Has been AJ Dillon, rightfully so. But we kind of every year forget that this guy is just good when no one wants to be outside. Yep. Like he's just he's just really good when everyone's bones hurt and no one really wants to be playing a contact sport and they have to do it in like 28 degree weather. And um, yeah. I'm not saying he was great against the Chiefs, but like the yards per carry thing, well, granted, the Chiefs I think allowed one of the highest yards per carry to all running backs all season uh, going into this game. Um, That's an advantage going into a five-week stretch where you play teams who are extremely beatable, where you conceivably can take a lead and then just drown out a game. Like, this game flew by last week, and everyone was talking about how insane it was, how few possessions the Packers were able to beat the Chiefs with. And a big part of that was a very calculated thing where they're like, Let's literally just try to get four. If we get four every play, we score and we win, you know? Yep. Um, and I'm I'm here for that. And, you know, I hope Aaron Jones is back. I They absolutely need him, especially if they're going to make the postseason. But um, this is your time, AJ, to shine. Yeah. Like, this is the time to get back in our good graces and reset all of our, you know, uh, clocks on your time ticking out in Green Bay. Yep. Um, and I feel like he did a little bit of that. So, you know, if you're going to crap on a guy, you got to also give him credit when he's, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. I mean, which I think he, he juked did. a guy in this game. So that was crazy, which is insane. <laughs> no, like, what more you want from the man? I mean, literally, if you're going to finesse someone, um, uh, I saw this, um, tweet from Matt Schneidman of the athletic, uh, AJ Dillon's rush success percentage by month in his career uh, per true media. I don't know what uh, constitutes success, but uh, success percentage by month uh, over th- his career, September 33%, October 38%, November 38%, December 53%, January 56%. So he, Insane. Tr- he truly just gets better every month. And so does Matt LaFleur, which is crazy. Well, yeah, that you can't leave you can't leave out a December to remember without 16 and 0 Matt LaFleur. <laughs> it wouldn't be Toyota Thon without Matt LaFleur. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, what do you uh, appreciate more? Toyota Truck Month 
Is it Toyota or is it different? Truck, uh, month? truck month, I think, is different. Uh, no, that's that's got to be an American. It's like well, you've got Ford. you've got Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Can't Days. About Hon- yeah, December to and, remember. Toyota Thon. Truck month. Toyota-thon. I think that's the big four. What, what do you appreciate more? Truck month. The December to remember Lexus sales event. Uh, Toyota Thon. As a person with like a writing marketing background, like what's your power ranking? I think I um I think my number one is truck month. Yeah, I was gonna say you're a truck month guy. And I think it's because not to get too like wonky with like day job conversations that that I actually have in my life, but like there's something that we talk about in advertising, which is just brick to the head. Like don't overthink it. Say what the thing is. Say it to the people you're trying to sell the thing to, and it's just fucking truck month. It's just truck month. It's a month <laughs> where you go get your stupid truck, and you drive it off the lot. Dude. It's truck month. And all I the other ones that. are clever, and I, I like clever wordplay. Toyotathon, I love it. December to remember it rhymes. I love that. Get some alliteration going there. Sure, why not? I love that. But fucking truck month. That's what I'm about. Dude. <laughs> that 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 allows me to harken back fondly on and Milwaukee. You let me know if this commercial is still um, as prevalent as it was when we were there. But uh, lens trucks, lens trucks. We got the trucks at lens trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, it was one of my all time favorites. Just right, right to the point, and then and then a beautiful punctuation at the end of we got the trucks. <laughs> i love advertising like that not to go too far down this rabbit hole but like everyone hates those like liberty insurance commercials but like how genius is it that no one had ever really heard of this company before and they just said we're the the slogan is just going to be we're going to say the name of the company five times in every commercial (laughs) just in your face and now everyone knows who they are the stupid emu yeah, the brick, the brick to the head. I like that. Yeah. AJ Dillon is the brick to the head. There yeah. you go. He, he really His is. bones are just thicker than yours. Liberty, and liberty, liberty, <laughs> liberty. Yeah, we're just doing a campaign for all. <laughs> uh, except for a special little shout to Lens Trucks. I would love to know how they're doing. Lens Trucks. Yeah. Oh, is that in Milwaukee or is that like in? Yeah, I think in the surrounding area. Okay. Fair enough. Probably have a dealership in you know somewhere in Waukesha. Do you think you could get a so. sedan at Lens Trucks? Oh yeah, I think yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> mm, no, probably not a sedan. Maybe an Just S- trucks. An SUV, something something with a back on it. Doesn't have to be open bed. Ooh, they're still around. <laughs> Lens Auto, Lens Truck, used trucks in Fond du Lac and Manaqua, Wisconsin. There we go. Fond du Lac and Manaqua. Yeah, oh, I thought they were Milwaukee area. They were they were definitely advertising in Milwaukee. Yeah. So. Sometimes you gotta. I guess I wasn't in the. Yeah. Drive to Fondrack to get the best deals. I guess so. (laughs) Well, sorry for misrepresenting you, Mr. Lenz or Mrs. Lenz. L E N Z, Um, by the way. But that was. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, we. we, This this is no payola involved here. This is just organic advertising for you. All right, guys. Speaking of payola, we're going to step out onto the generic corner. How's that for a transition? That was good. Pretty good. Did I save us? Did I redeem myself from uh, the awkward silence I forced onto the show? <laughs> I don't think that was your fault. I thought it was Alex's fault. Oh, that was definitely my fault. No. I, I just thought like, I, you know, 
I, I it was I, probably also my fault. I didn't give him the, the clean transition in. I just kind of ended a word or a sentence awkwardly and looked over at him. And he was buried in his phone. <laughs> no, I wasn't buried in my phone. I, I, was, I was finishing my haiku. And multiple people today have told me that I've been giving off very strange facial expressions. Mm. Um, so that I'll, I'll own that one. But resting strange uh, face. This is... The, 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 we're, we're, the way we're working together right now and falling on the sword um, individually is the way that the Packers have kind of, you know, congealed as a team. And I think it really speaks to our teamwork as a as a podcast. So, yeah. By the we're way, as a, as a word guy, I really appreciate congealed right there because like it usually has kind of like a gross food connotation of like old milk or something. <laughs> kind of yeah. like getting it's kind like of, a gelatin. Yeah. But it's true. That is what's going on. Um, all right. Well, again, as we record this, it is Tuesday. So I, I played the sounder, but I don't know if we, I don't think we have any props. Do we, uh, do we have a line? What do we got here? Let's look at the chart. What do we got? Yeah, we, we have a line uh, currently on the official uh, betting partner of uh, the Acme Packing Company, uh, Packers are six and a half point favorites on the road against uh, Tommy DeVito's Giants. Um, hey. What I nominated for this, even though we don't have a number yet, uh, was directly related to my note nug. And I wrote on the spreadsheet, AJ Dillon over because December. Uh, I, I would guess that that is going to be somewhere in the 50s, which I think I would still take. Uh, but we will see, but you can mark me down for the over, uh, for certain, because whatever the number is, which I think will be a fair number, I'll take it. I think, uh, if I'm the Packers, Aaron Jones, I still wouldn't play road game, presumably cold at night team that can't do much offensively. Just let's just get out of here. Try to get on the flight back, you know, like just. Literally, what you did against the Chiefs, except like a way, way, way less hotly contested version of that. <laughs> Eat clock, get points, get out. Uh, so I would, I would nominate AJ Dillon, whatever the number ends up being. Yeah, and you take that same approach with Watson. I assume too. Don't play him if you don't need. Yeah, to. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't play it. him, which would probably lead you to maybe Wicks over again. I guess as long as it's within reason. Like, what is within reason with him now? Because I feel like. His so let's play this game. Every single game. Let's with play like this a game. Six yard reception. You yeah. Know, like, what's the number that you see it at? And you're like, I'm not going to take that. Honestly, 30 and a half. Okay. Um, not that I don't think he's capable, but I think that they, I, they may not need that. You know, like you could go a little Jordan, you know, Jordan Reed action here, little uh, Romeo Dobbs action there. A lot of run, like, you know, 20 rushing attempts maybe for AJ Dillon, you know, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm at. What do you think? That's I, I would say 30 and a half is a fair number. He gets, he gets there in every game. So I just, we've been, we've been hammering the, um, market inefficiency right yeah. there. I mean, yeah, I would, I would still take it unless it's unreasonable. I would cap it at that. Also with the caveat that, I feel like the Packers are starting to use and understand that their tight ends could be really good. Um, so this could also be one of those kind of games, you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. There's something about when the opponent isn't like that. I, I'm not trying to like on, you know, I don't, I, this will really suck if this comes back to bite them and they somehow lose. But like when there's not as great of a threat on the other side, I don't know how creative or like pushing the envelope the Packers are going to be with trying to like work the game downfield, you know, when you could probably just dink and dunk your way to a nice win on the road and just get on with your life. So that, so what, let's look at this. What's the, um, the giants team over under, does that exist yet? That you probably have, um, already total points, giants, total points. So it's hovering around 14 and a half. Hmm. Did they score two touchdowns? I Let's think... take the under. I'm going to take the under. Zach, not to cut you off, no. but I'm taking the fucking under. <laughs> just to, just to um, shout out myself. Okay. I took under one and a half Patrick Mahomes touchdowns last week. Uh, degenerate corner for the two people in the world that are living by this. Yeah, trying uh, that. Take correct. Correct. You made money. And also our Packers and under tees. Which I think I, I don't really remember. I think I nominated that one. Yep. Um, but we were all on board with it. Also hit. So two for two last week. Nice. Anyway, um, I like your point. So you're saying less than two touchdowns for the Giants. I don't know. I I don't. Um, the here's, Points or touchdowns? Well, it's. Yeah. It's Team four, total 14 point. and a half. It's 14 and a half. I didn't see touchdowns. Which okay. here, let's look so at so under fourteen and a half points. Oh no! Oh, let's do this. <laughs> this is a good one. Well, no, because it's minus one forty-five. Under <laughs> one and a half is minus one forty-five. That's giving a little too much juice. Mm. Um, the only, the only. Um, I'd rather take the fourteen and a half points. I agree. I feel like I'm here, watching CNBC right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you kind of look like Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's MSNBC. Um, Wrong network. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, if say Sa- it could be a Saquon game, like he could he could get a little nuts. But I think they might if they're down, they're going to try to have to push the ball. So I, I'm still going to take it. I'm taking under fourteen and a half. Devito's going to have to fling it. Um, yeah. How many carries do we think Kenyon Drake's going to get? <laughs> yeah. On the season, I believe he has one carry for zero yards. Unbelievable. <laughs> DeVito. Can I can I also just say one other thing? Sure. This is this is not a degenerate corner thing. Uh it's something that I would just like to I wish I would have nominated this as my note nug. For I feel like a decade, the Packers were like a defer team. I want to receive like I want to receive because I think that like the opening drive version of the last few weeks of the Packers with Matt LaFleur in his bag is so fun and they play so differently when they get out to an early lead. Like, like it just changes everything. And if you do that, if they do that in the remaining five games against the opponents that they have, Let's like, I know, like, yeah, oh, they scored opening drive touchdown every week. Of course, they're going to be pretty good. No, but like, I literally would, I would venture, I would bet anything on if they can 
start games fast. That they like their defense is enough. They are enough. They are enough to hang in. Looking yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you are enough. And I'm speaking it into existence. They are enough to run the gauntlet the rest of the way. No, they're not oh, going to do yeah. that. They're, they're, they're <laughs> not going to actually do that. Speaking but. of uh, Matt Lafleur being in his bag. And of uh, December's to remember, I can't believe we got this long without talking about how he's undefeated in the month of December, and that continued uh, with this game against the uh, Chiefs. And may yeah, con- may, may continue further uh, if they can get. What, what did what? you say? <laughs> so, I don't know. You had like three tight sentences, like get in. Pound the rock, get on the plane, get out. I forget what you said. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. get in, I mean, get, the... get in, get points, get out, something like that. Something I don't like know. That. Yeah, just like just... I liked it as a rallying cry. Yeah, it should be it should be everyone's rallying cry. It's weird because this is like a version of the Packers that I feel like so many people are still like. It just doesn't feel the same as what we're used to, but like, and and, and I feel like a lot of us are still skeptical. But like Matt Lafleur being undefeated in December is the most like old school narrative Packers thing you could like really even think about, you know, <laughs> like, I kind of agree with that for some reason. Like if I were like, you know, John Madden, I like bless his soul. Rest in peace <laughs> Back from the grave. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I could just picture him being like, that's green Bay Packers football, you know? And it, it like, but it, what's crazy is that like, it is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. In the Matt LaFleur era, which is so weird because that era also coincides with Joe Barry, who no one likes or no one trusts. Yep. And, you know, um, first year starter quarterback play this year and like half retired quarterback play last year. And somehow they still do it. It's in, it's it's very strange. 90% retired. <laughs> Sorry. 90% retired. I don't, I don't Still coming back early to play on a bad Achilles. <laughs> and that's going to work out well. Ding, ding, ding. We are up a lot of cash in the he who, not sh- he who shall not be named. Yeah, but the you, know where else? Jar. you know where else we're ranking pretty high? Draft picks in the top 40. Hey, Let's go. Let's go, baby. All right. Let's go. Let's go home. <laughs> Let's go home. We're going to hit the polka. Um, yeah, LeFleur in his bag. AJ Dillon is the brick to the head. Truckmon. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Dude, oh, we got a lot of good nominations for episode name this time. I, I've been taking notes. With. All right. <laughs> yeah. December to remember. You got so many angles you could play. <laughs> yeah. Which way will he go? All right, guys. Um... Because I keep forgetting to say this at the top of the show, we came to you today via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zencaster account. Thank you, Glenn, generous patron. That ding was for Glenn, not for Voldemort. Uh, (laughs) That's all I got, guys. The Packers are no longer in the hunt. They are a valid, if the season ended today, playoff team. Which it doesn't, but... Tommy DeVito, uh, the Bucks, uh, the Bikes. Uh, I don't know. It's feeling good. <laughs> I, 
I said at the beginning of the year, six wins and everything else is gravy. So I am feeling <laughs> great. All right, guys. Larry, Larry David on the outro. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, pretty, pretty. All right, guys. For them, I'm me. Keep it locked in here for all your Packers needs. And see you later. <laughs> Go Packers.